another episode of Deep Feels. What if one week I just emerged an incredible singer? Oh, I should probably close these windows. There's always, you know what it is? I live in a very quiet neighborhood, but there is always like riffraff because my apartment does look out onto a parking lot. <laughs> Jealous. Um, this week we have the absolutely adorable and a, a bit adorable, adorable. Someday, you know what it is. Someday I will do an intro without tripping over my own tongue. I really should maybe do like some lip trills, some articulation exercises, but girlies, when I tell you that I basically rolled out of the shower to record this intro, I mean, we're just trying to pull it together the best we can. But the point is, in spite of my lack of um, proper diction, we do have the adorable and hilarious Powell Mansfield here on today's episode. Wonderful. Uh, a Georgia-based comic, but maybe during this interview, I will try to incentivize him to finally move, uh, move along and move forward to Los Angeles. I just think it's where he belongs. Anyway, the point is, Powell is, Mansfield is here. Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus Christ. Powell Mansfield is here. And uh, listen, as always, we want people to be rating, reviewing, subscribing to this show. And follow me on socials at Liam Garrow everywhere. And I just, I can't stress it enough. Like, why belabor the point? Let's get straight to Powell. Look who it is. Can you hear me? Yes, I can Oh hear you. my God. Can you hear me? Is it, I'm trying to make sure it's in my mic, on my microphone. I don't know that it's on your microphone yet. Uh, but that's me, that's me positively manifesting. I'm saying not yet. What about now? Oh my God, we're there. Yeah. There we go. <gasps> wait a so minute. Now, now I can see you, okay, hi. Oh my God, so wait, when, explain your whole microphone setup. So, so if you guests on the show that come on are like all set up and raring to go, explain. So ready to go. Um, it's just a cute little USB microphone, my friend like was letting me borrow it because she she has a podcast that like has producers and everything cute and they gave her a new microphone so she gave me her old one right yeah, so what you're saying, not getting it back well i mean so what you're really saying is like and i guess i'll be put in touch with her producers is that what you're saying yeah i don't know if you want to be with hers <laughs> oh, okay you know what yeah. sometimes it's really humbling to be like actually not all of our dreams come true you know yeah they don't want i don't think they're Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Now, I live in the South. Is this is this um is her podcast network? Is it um is it a, uh, attached to oh fuck, what's that like super Barstool Sports? Yeah. Barstool Sports in <laughs> conjunction with what was that thing that fucking like was it Pat Robertson or whatever used to be a part of or like oh wait, Pat Robertson, maybe he was like is like seventh something? Mm, I don't know. I actually don't even know what they're called. I just know who is behind it. I had drinks with him one time and he's, anyway, God bless. Thank you for the microphone. And it was Jerry Falwell. That's who you had the meeting with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What, what are you drinking, babes? What's going on? This is iced coffee. Interesting. Um, in a Yeti, very fancy, that I stole from a house where I was house sitting. Um, Did you actually steal it? Well, I mean, yeah, I didn't. I, I was using their cups when I was there. And then I just, I was like, I'm going to take, they, he's a doctor. They can get another one. Whereas this, like buying this would put me back financially. Did you tell them that you took it? No. 
You know what? Here's why I think you're so brave because you wake up every morning and you, you know what? You say criminal persecution be damned. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they're fine. They're, they're very wealthy. I mean, between you stealing a Yeti and being gay in the South, Powell, you're yeah. really playing with fire. Well, that's how I, that's how I keep things, keep things exciting. Ooh, coffee hasn't kicked in. No, honestly, you, when you, and you'll hear it in your intro, my voice and brain is so not awake during your intro. Like I absolutely, and I'm leaving it in, but I 100% messed up your name. Oh, a hard 11 times. I love it. I mean, like I did, like I caught it and I corrected myself, but also know that like, you know, it was a journey getting there. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least, you know, it, there have been times when I've been doing stand up, um, like in Nashville or somewhere close to here where the, the person introing me just forgets my name. And so I don't get introduced. I, they're just like, they're like, come on up gay mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so then I spiral and I just, you know, you got to roll with punches. So now walk, now walk me through because here's, can I tell you, and you can confirm or deny this. Okay. Cause you and I have of course only really socialized through, I mean, what's actually incredible to me, and this is only just hitting me like this is actually our first time properly talking. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I know. Because we voice message, uh-huh. we tweet. Yep. We, I guess that's it. But the yeah. point being that you strike me as someone, in spite of my really, my very sort of like bare bones peripheral knowledge of you, uh-huh. you strike me as someone who just sort of like popped out of the womb, fully done. Oh. Like that you've always been yourself. Like, the version that we're seeing, like this version of you that we're seeing, like that was you at five, that was you at 15, that was you at 25. This will like, that you've kind of always had a real, you have, you strike me as a person who's always had like a very strong and very sort of firmly implanted sense of self. Confirm or deny? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I knew it. Yeah. 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 There was like a gap, I guess, between like 12 and 14 where- The lost years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't, I don't need to be, I, I shouldn't be like this. I need to like enjoy lacrosse and only have friends that are guys. Cause that's mm. kind of what my dad's mm. telling me to do more or less. But yeah, there's like, I have talking to my family members now, there are times when we would all be together, like the cousins and everything. And I was like two or three, we were done at the beach with my grandparents. And I guess I was playing with a vacuum with just like a limp wrist and like my hand on my hips and the family was like okay got it he's (laughs) it is so funny they're really like that anyone would debate like sexual sexual orientation as being a choice is so confounding because i'm like footage like this exists where you're like yeah oh i didn't know i was doing that but y'all saw it but y'all knew before i did well totally and also it's like you know, there's video footage of me literally at the age of two, like Tick Hammer singing Beauty and the Beast. Like, yep, 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 yep. There had to have been clues. You know what I mean? To, yeah, so many. <laughs> now, is, no, a real thing is, was it, did you feel, or was it ever sort of like a fraught experience being gay and in the South? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had, I joke that I had very fast internet and very few friends for a long mm-hmm. time. And so <laughs> I, could kind of escape that way but um yeah it was difficult but but compared to hearing from other people um these days like I came out to myself officially when I was 13 and that felt very late to me like that felt 
how, really late. And then I hear. Are you twenty nine? Like, are you twenty nine yeah. now? Yeah, I'm gonna be thirty in like two weeks. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Happy early birthday! But Thank I mean, you. it's funny. I th- so I'm only two years older than you. We're like a year and a half older than you. Okay, um, sure. And I'm trying to think. I feel like I came out to myself probably around that age, and that felt. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I actually, looking back, I'm not even sure I had any real sort of clear sense of whether or not that felt like late or early or not you know what i mean but like that's interesting that you thought that was late yeah and i i told my cousin told my older cousin on aim thank you thank you your aim screen name was Uh, oh no powell which i still stand by i think that's actually great thank you and it had spaces in it which is cool it's interesting that we could you could have like spaces in yours it was so so (laughs) oh no powell Uh, oh no powell yep you told your cousin over aim Mm mm-hmm and um, and then I didn't really, I like slowly kind of told people in middle school, um, one of my friends um, <laughs> said when I told her, she goes, I don't know, Powell, I think you're just too young to make that kind of a decision. Uh, so we hate her. Yeah. And it's also important to know that she actually fucking like leaded the trucker convoy. So, I mean, you know, yeah. she's, she turned out to be a really quality person. Yep. 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 So God bless her. Um, but uh yeah, so 13, just hit the ground running. Um, and, you know, I wish my dating life reflected the amount of time I've been officially out of the closet. Oh, uh, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Date, don't dating know. at 13? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 20, I guess. I guess it's only seven years. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 28. Okay, there you go. So, I mean, listen, we're all in different timelines. But I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. like... Because I think, you know, particularly as a Canadian, like, I think, you know, we, something that maybe you aren't as, a, that you maybe don't appreciate as much because you're in the States is like, mm-hmm. as Canadians, we are inundated with American media all the time. Totally. Quite possibly more than even our own Right, media, I was going right? to say, it might yeah. even be the majority, yeah. Totally. But the inverse isn't true. Like, it's not like you guys are also getting like, right. the equal opposite of Canada, Canadian media. So, you know, right. I think even from the time I was young, I had a very clear sense about like, oh, the South is not maybe going to be the most copacetic place for people who sort of like, I don't know. And this is not even like the most uh, even accurate term, but like, let's say people who are perceived as being like existing on the fringes. Right. Sure. And so when I, so when I hear about people who are like, yeah, you know, I'm gay in the South, I'm like, Christ almighty. Like that to me does sound like a rough road. Yeah, I mean, I made it work um, for sure. Th- thank goodness I had a cute little imagination up here. Um, but now, I mean, I really don't think about it. It only, it only really comes up when I do podcasts, which is funny. But um, like, well, because in, I, I think uh, everyone wants to know about like because yeah. everyone because that this to me is such like an other world where I'm totally. like, tell me, yeah, 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 yeah. It's but in Atlanta, I mean, it's it's great. I was gonna go after college just straight to LA, but. Um, got an agent here and was auditioning and then every freaking production moved to Atlanta and I'm like okay well I was kind of excited to venture out but I guess all of my LA friends are like calling me like once a month like can you tell me about the Atlanta market I'm thinking about moving and so many like actor friends are just coming here and so it doesn't feel like the south in Atlanta specifically but then you'll go Mm -hmm. to like one specific place and you're like oh 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 kind of slaps you in the face maybe literally uh, uh-huh. reminding you that you're in the South. But yeah, so I'm in Atlanta, which feels like a a very, you know, kind of 
blessing of a place that isn't too southern. Atlanta tends to vote blue. Is that true? The city of Atlanta, yeah. The city We've always had a, a Democrat mayor, as far as I know. And then we did turn the state blue in the last election, which was Thank truly God. shocking that we did that. But it was very impressive. And we have a, a governor election coming up this year, which I hope we can, you know, do can the same I ask, thing for. Here, this is, I'm not even asking this flippantly. I actually, like, I'm asking this seriously. Like, is mm-hmm. it scary living in America right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it's kind of when I don't want to like, we don't harp on it too much, but like you kind of have to at this point, because yeah, a lot of things are just a little, um, topsy turvy right now. Well, and again, very outside of sort of my experience as a Canadian, like we're kind of looking mm-hmm. on you guys going like, are, are we going to bounce back from this? Or are I, we gonna, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, and it's yeah. funny cause you know, like I, I remember having, when I had Martha Kelly on the podcast, one thing that I brought up that had been passed on to me from someone else is like, you know, I think there's always a sense of like, it's never like, it's never been as bad as it is right now. Like it's never been as bad as it is right now. But then you think like, okay, but no, but it has been actually really, really bad. And we have like bounced back from this. I guess, I guess maybe the reason why things seem so especially dire right now is like, it's like all of those things like that's societally afoot in the States compounded with how there's like very much a global influence and interference on how that's all going. Like, I don't know if you saw, there literally was like a Russian news personality on fucking like Russia one or whatever that, you know, Putin channel is. And she literally was like, you know, we're going to have to make some decisions about whether or not we actually want to implant Trump for the next uh, presidential seat next in 2024. And you're like, Ooh, that's not good. It's like, like, well, yeah, I guess we're just going to lay it out on the table. So I guess my real question is, when are you going to move to Canada, Powell? Um, well, you know, my big plan is, of course, to book a, you know, huge role in a feature that films in the old Vancouver, you know? Vancouver. Stop. Can I tell you, I, I'm not even kidding. I really do think you would thrive here. I really want to come. I know. So Colleen Ballinger, who is also Miranda Sings, yes. YouTube personality. Yes. I've been a fan of her, hers for a long time and we've chatted over the years and she filmed her show in Vancouver, her Netflix show. Um, oh, yeah, she did. Vancouver. So she was there for two seasons. And then, yeah, I, I have um, another friend who's actually moving. Her She's from Vancouver. Her husband's from Atlanta. They've been living up there for- I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that is Sarah. And so <laughs> but they're, they're about to move down to Atlanta. They are. Yes. I remember you saying that she was sort of asking, she was also asking about the Atlanta market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I got, well, not all the knowledge. I say like, I am so like booking crazily down here. Uh, Uh, Sarah and Nippy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm so very excited to have them down here. Um, But yeah, so I would love, love to come up there. And then I have a friend filming in Toronto right now. I've been to Canada one time when I was in fourth grade. Where'd you go? I went to Montreal. Montreal. Uh huh. And then um, we went. You know, I was a French major in college, right? Yeah. What? Uh huh. Yeah. And and television production. Thank you. Do I use either of those degrees? Not really. You could in Montreal. I know. And so we were there, and then we went to. Um, it was for spring break, and we went to Tremblant to go skiing. I would say, first of all, I want to tell you, if you came to Vancouver, and I'm not even shitting you, mm-hmm. you could stay in my apartment. Like, you could have the apartment. Mm-hmm. Party. 
no um oh. just like you know for you to like rest your weary bones and like yeah, not yeah, have yeah. to pay for a hotel thank you it's like my home pal like i oh yeah no like i just mean party in the metaphorical sense right like very much like party in the usa yeah but party in, the in canada that's right yeah. uh-huh you could stay in my apartment save some money on travel accommodations yeah and then like imagine we could just like hang out in vancouver powell I would love to. I really, I truly have heard so many good things. So I'm, um, it's on the list. I do need to get my passport renewed though. That is on my list. <gasps> oh, yeah. I mean, I would really actually get on that now because I know that those delays are pretty severe, Powell. I know I might, and I, you know, I might have to escape the way things are going, you know? Well, this, well, I mean, passports might not even be relevant soon because Very I'm true. sure eventually there will just be like a refugee crisis and they're just like, yeah. are you going to apply for asylum? Great. See you soon. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be there in a sec. I don't know. And I do my, on my bucket list or not bucket list, more like a vision board. I do plan to be in the just for laughs comedy festival at some point, which I'll need a passport for. No question. Yeah. No question. Well, yeah. now this is also very interesting to me because you are a person who has like, I think like very, like very frankly just like very kind of like diverse skill sets like it's even interesting to me like i didn't know about you being a french major but also like i know even pre-comedy like weren't you sort of endeavoring to do like musical theater singing stuff kind of um i was going to school to be an acting major i didn't audition for musical theater because i was scared of the dance audition lol um but he's an actor yeah. who moves well He's I, an actor who moves well. Oh my God, TBT to that audition I did after college. And then it was like a full on, I like passed the singing audition. They're like, okay, come back this afternoon for the, for the dance. And I'm like, okay, but it's not crazy. They're like, no, no, no. And then there's footage of me somewhere learning a choreo to Uptown Funk. And woo, did I not book that job? Um, but yeah, so I was doing musical theater in high school and then um, just acting stuff. But now I just kind of do karaoke a lot. I want to be singing more. I was in acapella group. I'll talk about that all day long. Um, well, did you have a punny acapella name? Not, not really. It's called Twisted Measure. It That's our, kind of punny. I mean, like a measure yeah. music, you know. It's a cute, cute name. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then um, just started auditioning after college for TV, TV and film and commercials. TV and film. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's also, and you're gonna have to come back to talk about this because I know you can't really get into it now. But like, you did film something. I guess like what a month and a half ago yeah, in April in April fuck that is so cuckoo bananas I know know. it's it's like it's insane it's it's a new show that hasn't um they just filmed the first season and so Mm -hmm. um it's gonna be on CBS Mm -hmm. and yeah I uh speaking of like fast internet and no friends have always been big fans of people like very intensely and so yeah this show it's just a one-off it's like not gonna be anything crazy for me but it's uh yeah just showcasing my my fandom for somebody i'll say that let's just say here's two things we can say yeah it maybe involves powell doing a bit of singing Mm. and maybe or maybe not powell in the interest of being on camera did get a spray tan oh i did i forgot about that yep that was wild to see i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say this though you went tasteful with it like you didn't emerge orange no 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 yeah and i um yeah, and I asked the producers, I was like, can y'all tell? They're like, no, you look, you look fine. And I was <laughs> like, I mean, I'm a, a light-skinned, very pasty kind of um, fair-skinned boy. So it was like, we got to, with these lights, you know, I need some tone. Now, I, I know that, like, and I'm, I did allude to this, by the way, in your intro, but I know you, look, I know there's a very vibrant film scene in 
Atlanta. I get mm-hmm. it. And you have representation there. I get it. And this is something you and I have chit-chatted about. Yeah. When, not if. Yeah. When are you going to Los Angeles? It's, uh, it's going to be... I think sooner rather than later. Um, yes. Being, being there for, uh, be, by the way, like nobody's like asking me to go, but um, I am my, yeah. Thank you. My friends slowly, but surely are going like my kind of quote unquote class of stand up. Yeah. We're all kind of like looking for the next move and we're migrating. Being, yeah. Yeah. And then being in LA for, to film that I was like, Oh yeah, I really do. Cause I, that was a, that's where I started stand up. I lived there for a summer. Um, and started there and loved it. And I was like, I know that when I graduate and I'm living in Atlanta, I'm going to be scared to come back here. But when you're there, it's not, it doesn't feel scary at all. It feels correct. So it was a good reminder to be like, okay, this is where you need to be. And then all my LA friends were like, what are you, Atlanta? It's cute, but you gotta, you gotta come out here. Do you, have you ever had stage fright? Yeah, in middle school I did, and then in it, middle school. Yeah, yeah. But see, but that's that, when were the years when I was kind of suppressing the right the, the flare. The fl- some some have called it the flare. Listen, yeah. I but because I you again you also strike me as a person who you're just like I don't like you. At least as it pertains to stage stuff, I like you seem very very like uninhibited and very like very free and very like fearless where definitely is like that now yeah it took a while but where did that come from like are your parents confident people like did that is that Um, a sort of like natural measure of like is that something they instill in you by leading through by example or was that just kind of like there it's a little mixture so my mom is um in a is a singer she's in a a catholic singing band that's the best way to describe it it's like a band that performs at a catholic church every summer love um and then my but is like kind of more on the like reserved shy side, but my dad is very social um, and kind of the life of the party. Um, not a performer in any sense, but like that, so that I feel like kind of melded together, I think. Um, and then, but yeah, the performance, I don't know where that came from. I think just, I don't know, wanting to people to listen to me and watch me dance around. Are there a lot of kids in your family? No, so I have a younger brother, and that's that's it. You're the oldest. Mm-hmm. Older it's brother. so funny. I would have guessed that you were either the oldest or that you were the baby, and that you were like, well, because, I mean, just like the baby being like, I, I want all the attention. Look at me. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my cousins, I have a lot of. I'm close with all my cousins, and they they're kind of like my older older sisters, older brothers. So uh-huh. that's the vibe. But yeah, just a younger brother. How are the parents now doing with the gay thing? Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Great. accepted quick and it kind of didn't really give them a choice. I'm like, y'all, it's, it's happening either way, you know? <laughs> the, like, the, like, we're pulling out of the terminal, like the bus yeah, is leaving the station. We're here. I think they yeah. definitely are ready for me to date somebody again, but I mean, get in line. So am I. So that's it. How is dating in Atlanta? It's, it's fine. I don't, I really don't, not that I haven't had any luck with it, but it's, I'm kind of glad that I, my focus has all, as at least for the last like you know five or so years, has been on performing and my quote unquote career. Mm-hmm. It, for a long time, I was like, I need a boyfriend, I need a boyfriend, I need a boyfriend, and now I'm like, all right, well, we're just gonna put this energy out there, and then people will come as they may. So it's not really like a goal, and I don't really date a lot. It just sometimes like at a show, I'll meet somebody, which is 
fun, but then it's like, it turns out we'll like get a drink or something. And then they just want to pick your brain about stand up. And I'm like, okay, cool. Amazing. Oh, no. Or they think I'm like cooler than I am. Cause I'll, they'll see me at some show and I'm like, I don't, it's fine. And they, I guess just have this impression of me that it's like, I'm, like, I'm just kind of a, you know, annoying gay boy. There's nothing like crazy cool about anything that I do. Well, disagree. But also yeah. I, I also wondered if you suffer from this, cause I think I did for uh, really a very long time, which is, cause it's funny. Like, I think you hear about this a lot when women talk about dating men, but I think this is something that really plagues gay men as well, which is like, yeah. You know, because the thing you hear from, and I'm sure you've heard from like your female friends as well, is like, well, you know, men, you know, they don't want a funny girl. They don't want a funny girl. They don't want right. like, they, you know, like they're not crazy about like if you've got a great big personality or they want, you know. And I have to say, I think I found that to be the case with gay men as well. Yeah. And I know that I definitely think I maybe wasn't as successful as I could have been because I sort, I tried, I tried to court men by being funny. Right. You know, and sort of, and trying to, you know, bring them in with personality and stuff. And, you know, I felt like a lot of men were very sort of like, not totally, like they were really deterred by that. I'm wondering, has, has that been your experience of sort of feeling like, oh, maybe if I kind of dimmed that light a bit, maybe weirdly they would sort of feel a little more enticed. Yeah, totally. It's always mm. like, it's a, a very frequent feeling that I have. It's like feeling like you're too much, you know, as it, as it were. And, um, so yeah, it's, I, and I've kind of just had to, you know, more or less get over it because I'm not gonna, this is what, this is what's happening. Like totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And so for better or worse, um, but yeah, the people that I've, it's going to be, um, I heard something the other day where it's like the person you're going to be with is like going to be like more, not more supportive than you are of yourself, but like, they're going to be, they should be like your biggest champion. They should be into what well, you're totally. putting out there. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just a matter of time. But the people that I have had quote unquote success with romantically in the last couple of years have been like really into the stand-up thing and like were excited to come see me. And I didn't feel like I had to, you know, tone it down or anything because that would just oh, that's be a interesting. waste of both of our times. Uh, that's interesting because I think, you know, I'm not a stand-up, you know, I don't perform, but I, I even like, I, how about this? Even when I was a kid, I didn't want like my mom to come see like school performances of stuff. Totally. Cause I was like that. So I guess, I mean, I wouldn't have had the language for this then, but I was like, that is so vulnerable. Yeah. Being an adult then when you're dating, is there, you'd seem then to not have any like reservation around performing in front of boyfriends. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. I, I like it. It brings uh, a different why? energy to it. Um, I don't know. Cause I, I want to impress them, I guess. And like, I, brings it makes you want to do better you know what I mean like it it brings kind of a, a adrenaline rush to it um, have you ever have you ever been on stage like have you ever spoken and or incorporated material about your boyfriend and performed it in front of them no um no and was that because you didn't have that kind of material or was that because you made a point of going like we won't say this in front of him um yeah I didn't just didn't really have any material about it at the time I have I don't even have any really material about my exes I guess I have like a quick quick thing about somebody I dated in my acapella group where I just say I ask the audience if they've seen Pitch Perfect and they go well, I actually dated somebody in my college acapella group it was just like the movie Pitch Perfect except not as gay and mm -hmm. that's um 
pretty much as far as I go talking about it. But yeah, I just, um, I keep it separate, I guess. Sometimes I have been, there's been somebody in the audience that like I dated for a little bit and I'll kind of go off the rails and get a little passive aggressive and like talk about that. (laughs) But it's not like formed jokes. I'm just kind of in a sassy mood and don't even remember what I said, but. How much of your act is improvised versus written? Um, Now I'm getting better at it. Cause when I'm up there, it's like, there's kind of no stopping this freight train. So sometimes I'll go off the rails a little bit, but then it's sometimes that's where my best material will eventually come from. It's just in the moment. But mm-hmm. I would say now it's like 90% prepared. And then I try and keep it like 10% because you want to be in the moment, you know what I mean? But right. also it's a very fine line for me. I can, I can just... I'll just chat about anything. So and I'm like, pal, you need to get like a, a good video to submit to festivals and stuff. Like, let's keep it to what we're. Right. Well, also doing. so they can be like, so this is going to be the act that you're performing, right? Like we can right, prepare exactly. ourselves like, for this. What can yes. we expect from you was before we hire you? I'm like, well, hopefully this we'll see. Yeah. Or do you think if you did have material about, if you were dating someone and mm-hmm. if you did have material about them, do you think you would perform it in front of them? Totally. Yeah. If I was dating somebody for long enough, I think it's inevitable that something would come out of it just because you know stand-up is at least for me talking about talking about my life and what's happening but yeah I haven't ha- I really haven't had a, a long enough relationship recently um at least when I've been doing stand-up to to delve into that yet now I'm also curious to know like because I know sometimes this is like sometimes when people get asked this they kind of roll their eyes at it I always am curious to know though sincerely but like where they're people like I mean I imagine there were that there were there like a sort of set group of people when you were younger that you would either see or listen to that you think either a gave you gave you the idea that like yes I want to do comedy and then are there people also who you feel have sort of informed whatever your sensibility is totally yeah so in terms of performing I was obsessed with American Idol and speaking of Canadian media also was a big Canadian Idol fan I know this is I know this is true about you yep 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 yep. and Australian Idol so um yeah Canadian Idol Melissa O'Neill Eva Avila my faves um hey love them and um so yeah the American Idol of it all like got me into the like performance aspect and then um stand-up came into my purview, I guess, when, when I was watching Kathy Griffin's reality show. That's like the only reason I do stand up. Really? Yeah. And then ch- later Chelsea Handler's talk show. But what, yeah, Kathy- what is it about them that sort of really spoke to you? I think they were just so inherently like themselves, which sounds trite, I guess, but it was just so, I mean, Kathy's reality show was so ahead of its time. It's so funny. I wish it was streaming somewhere. Um, but she was just, so hilarious and so also really didn't like make any apologies with her demeanor or anything and was it was just so funny and I really took to that and so yeah women funny women babe those are my funny women babes only only Uh, women are funny famously it's honestly so true I I it's I realize I said I realize if I said this about if what I'm about to say about men if I said this about women I realize I would be like chased down with like pitchforks and you know torches but like I remember being a kid and I because I think like a lot of kids start to really kind of develop their own sort of like tastes about the world when they're a teenager and I think that was certainly true with me with comedy Mm -hmm. and you know like you kind of go through that phase when you're a teenager where you like scope out like okay is there a comedian performing on these late night shows is there a comedian who's got a special coming out is there a comedian blah 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 and I remember watching late night shows and if there was a comedian there was a comedian I'd get really excited 
And if it was a man, I would change the channel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Because I was like, because also, you know, it's really funny. Like, I think there was also a huge uh, window of time when, you know, straight men especially, I think it's changed a lot, at least in terms of what gets presented on sort of like the mainstream. I, you know, I think there's still unfortunately a great deal of um, sexism and sort of overall bigotry that lives in male stand-up especially. But like in terms of stuff that was getting performed on television, like with men, it was always like, let me tell you about my hideous wife. Let me tell you about my dumb wife. Let me tell you about um, like, it was so like it's it it cut even deeper than being sexist. It was like woman hating, yeah, woman yeah. hating, homophobic, right? Like not something really that I think I had any interest in. I'm going to assume you didn't either, right? Well, yeah, because it's like you're not even really sharing your point of view. You're just kind of, you know, othering people that are not like you. I don't know. It's that's why I was so attracted to you know. Kathy and Chelsea's comedy it's just because it's like they're sharing they're not they're not necessarily shitting on anybody else think I mean kind of were with celebrities and stuff but like they were always coming at but it, it was their experience like, but it's yeah. like it's also like you know it wasn't punching down right that's right that's right yeah. do you and I mean they I think are, are also very sort of clear heir parents to someone like Joan Rivers was she ever a person that you totally. looked to and loved yeah um she I, it was more so later, like once I started, like I read her book, Enter Talking, um, mm-hmm. which kind of is, she has a, a ton of books, but is the one that really profiles her, you know, rise and stand up in her experience. Um, but so she, you know, set the path for my favorites. Um, so definitely as I have a few of her books, she actually has a biography that's really good. It's on my bookshelf right there. That's on my list. But um, yeah, she's just, I think she has to be if you're an influence if you're. Did you watch I mean, that documentary that they did on her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, piece of work. Yeah, so fucking good. I think they took it out. It used to be on Netflix. I want to watch it again. I think they took it down though. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. So good. Now, are there things that like when you sort of blue sky think about your life? That are there sort of like things concretely where you're like these are these like big things I actively want to like strive for. Be be it like professional or personal like what are things that you're like let's do these things yeah um right now what i say is i just want to be a full-time entertainer you know what i mean like i was bartending to the wee hours of the morning last night and that's not really something i want to be doing for a long time you know so it would be nice if i could you know make all my income from stand-up or i really want to get the success i've had auditioning has been with commercial acting and i really enjoy that so would love to just, you know, book some national commercials. Um, and then, but yeah, the, the overall goal is just to be a full-time entertainer. So whether that be with stand-up, with TV, film, commercials, anything. But um, how, long, yeah. how long have you been bartending? Um, just on and off since college. Because I did, I literally, Powell, I did the service industry thing for 13 years. I only yeah. just got out yeah. uh, in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. So it's, and, it's long, and I, listen, I enjoy it. It's, it, there could be worse jobs. I'm a horrible server. Um, and then I've done retail. That's obviously not ideal. And so bartending, I'm good at it. And you, you know, you get to chat with people. Why is retail such a nightmare? Cause I have, I have heard this. 
Well, first of all, it really does not pay well. Second of all, you're dealing with people that are just kind of the dregs of society that are just mm-hmm. horrible to you. Uh, my last retail job wasn't wasn't the worst, um, but it's just, it's very monotonous and it's very, I don't know. And it also paid horribly. I'm like, how do I do this? You're like, yeah, how do we, yeah, you're like folding. And how do like, you the pay same... somebody? Like right. That. My bosses were great. They're, and, but I'm like, y'all... <laughs> I can't believe I didn't ask for more money when I started. I'm like, do you, you realize that this is not a living wage, right? Okay, cool. Like, but well, yeah, sure. Let me celebrate your business as I, as I run the store. Amazing. As I like fold this shirt for the seventh time today, mm-hmm. where it's like, I remember when I was 18 and like looking for a job, my mom was very transparent. She's like, all right, look it. She's like, you are looking for entry-level positions. So this means yeah. serving or retail. Yep, and totally. she's like, I can tell you that retail is not going to be as like hard but also like you will make more money serving. And I was like, yeah, absolutely done. Yep. Done and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, I can tell you for me, I needed to get out. Cause like it, I was absolutely becoming like the fucking mean server. Like yep. 100% I was. Yeah. Yep. Like it's, it's so it's awful. easy to happen. Um, it's, I think it's, yeah, it just depends on where you're working, who you're working with right now. I'm thankful that I, I work at a venue for, they do, you know, music, comedy, whatever. Um, and so it's all about, I think, your coworkers. So last night I was with a, a great gal behind the bar and the people were horrendous. They were so horrible to Tell us. Tell me why. I don't know. They just had this, everybody just kept saying entitlement. Like even the people working the door came up to the bar at one point. They're like, are these people being horrible to you too? Because they're being horrible to us. Just we're checking their IDs at the door. I'm like, first of all, and I was so bad. I'm like, I'm coming out there and pissed. Like y'all could, they could be mean to me, but not my door people. Um, no bueno. I know. And so, yeah, last night there was just this, this entitlement, this horrible attitude. Like some people, my, it was two of us behind the bar and the girl next to me, who's my manager, they, somebody like racked up like a hundred dollar bill and one drink for just these drink orders. Like we don't keep tabs open and they just didn't tip on a hundred dollars. And we're like, okay, uh, amazing. Cool, cool, cool. Love you. I was actually at a restaurant recently and I was there with my fella. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a gentleman sat. So basically it's like, it's me. And then to my left, it's my partner. And then to mm-hmm. the left of him is this other guy who we don't okay. know. And I notice like his bills and put on the table. And then there's like the, there's like the card slip, right. That with like the amount and also what he tipped. Right. And of course I'm going to look because yeah, of course. how could I not? Right. And I remember and I do have a problem of thinking like that I'm always much quieter than I am. Okay. But I definitely leaned over to my boyfriend. I was like, he undertipped. Mm-hmm. And then Steven, my partner looked at me and he went, I'm definitely sure that man just heard you. And I was like, well, he should know. Well, good. Yeah, he should know. He should know. It's, in- it's insane to me. And actually weirdly, oh my God. So can we agree like base level minimum 20%. Yeah. Yep. At the minimum. Yeah. Let me tell you a very bizarre thing about Vancouver Powell. No one here got that memo. Um, The like people here are like kind of still tipping 15%. hmm. Yeah. And I was doing laundry in my building the other week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ultra applause. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm downstairs in the basement. And this guy starts like chatting to me and he's like super, super friendly. And it's one of those things where like he was really nice, but also, you know, it's like, 
you're a stranger in my building and I don't even really know how like invested I want to be in this conversation. Totally. But we started chatting and I'm like, he seems nice enough. Fine. And then he starts talking to me about like being a customer in a restaurant. And basically he let it be known to me that like, yes, he also only tips 15%. And then I absolutely, I'm not kidding, spent 20 minutes letting him know how hideously wrong he was. Yeah. And why that was like irresponsible. And he was like, and he literally said, he was like, and then he's like, well, but you know, I guess my thinking is like, you know, the people in the service industry are just like, a lot of people are like, you know, living with their parents and not even really paying rent. And I was like, <laughs> okay. did, I was like, can you, first of all, even if that were true, that doesn't mean they get to have less money. Like maybe they're living with their parents so that they can save money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, that's not true. Right. It's so like, it's mind boggling to me how there are some people who still know so little about like, what that industry is like particularly right. for the people working in it yeah no totally it's um it's interesting my dad was always a really great tipper and i don't really know how i i guess because i would look at the bill like he wasn't he wasn't like talking about it but i would just you know, always peek at it he's always a, an over tipper which i i think really doesn't exist but like it's calmed down to me so like i have i'm getting drinks or whatever i have no business tipping like 60% but I'm just like I have to it's just what I'm gonna do well and then, totally and then last night for example we were and I'll say me and my girl Casey behind the bar last night delights so shout good out at our Casey. Jobs. yeah shout out love her but then we were looking at our sales like after we had this huge rush and we just like peaked let's see we're like let's see how we're doing so we were averaging like people the average tip was 10% last night. <gasps> uh, isn't that so bad it's I like, the think okay. well I will say it's funny my mom actually when I was like a person who was like, cause I think I probably started like eating out on my own in restaurants when I was like 16 or 17. Yeah. 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 And she delivered, she actually did explicitly tell me, she's like the baseline you must tip is 20%. Yeah. I just, she actually I'm, did tell me that. Yeah. I just always knew that's just what, yeah. That's what I was taught two for every 10. Two for, that's exactly what my mom told me. She's like, yeah. she's like, it's easier math. And it then my mom, my mom was also such a good tipper. I remember she told me a story once where she went to a restaurant. It, we were living in Halifax at the time and it was like a, kind of like a nicer Italian restaurant. Bill comes, like, mo like food's over, Bill comes, she pays, she's tipped, she's about to walk out. The server actually chased her out of the restaurant and was like, Thank you so much yeah, yeah. for tipping the way that you did because mm -hmm. it just so happens you've come in on a night when absolutely no one has been tipping me properly and you were the first person yeah. to do it tonight. I just have to say thank you. Love that. What is the thing, like money aside, is there a thing, be it an adage, a wisdom, a kernel of knowledge, something, is there something that you could like would like to pass on to listeners? Like what is the number one thing you think someone who maybe has not worked in the service industry should know about the service industry? Um, I don't know. I think it's just that everybody's a human being. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 like, ding. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we, I, we technically are serving you, but it's like, you know, we, this is what we were talking about last night. It's like, is there something about the barrier of the bar that makes you think that you can treat us <laughs> with a with less respect than who you're standing in line with like what is that what is it about that like people are monsters so yeah everybody's a human okay 
Okay. That's, that's my big piece of, of sage wisdom about the service industry. Well, that's a and thing over that, tip. Do that. Always over tip. Well, yeah. because yeah, I was always like, I always broke it down into categories. I thought with customers where I was like the people who I think are shitty customers, it's always one of two things. It's either people who have never worked in the service industry before, mm -hmm. or it's people who have worked in the service industry before and like have kind of like forgotten. Right. Like you forget, like you forget that it's like, yeah. you forget that it's a hard job. You forget how physically and mentally taxing it is. Yeah. Well, and it goes two ways. Like you can also have shitty servers or bartenders too. And that totally happens. Um, do it's, I still tip them probably over 20%? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And also but, I'm going to say something right now. I have categorically, and I'm a person who like has spent a good amount of time like eating out. I have absolutely only been on the receiving end of like categorically like bad service mm -hmm. once in my life. Yeah. Once. Most mm -hmm. people, even if they're not like the best, are pretty good. Yeah. Like I, so that's when people are like, oh, service here is terrible. I'm like, I actually don't believe that. I believe you yeah. are a terrible person to serve. That's what I yeah, believe. Right, right, right. Or you're just impatient and don't really have any perspective on it. Um, now, listen, are there things we should, like, be telling people about? Tell, like, are there dates coming up that you're performing that people should know about? Are there places people should be following you, Powell? Yeah, I mean, follow me everywhere. Um, Powell Mansfield is my name. Um, pretty easy to find. I actually don't have any of my stand-up posted anywhere, and I'm working on that. Um, Pal, come on. I know it's just I'm a, I'm just too much of a perfectionist when it comes to it. But it's like living in this day and age, you got to be sharing this stuff you got, on you, social media. It's true. It's true. So anyway, I'll be posting that eventually. In terms of dates, um, yeah, here and there, I'm going. Um, I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina, on July 20th. If anybody happens to be there, um, and then my friend Catherine um, is kind of blowing up right now, which is so exciting. And what she's um, headlining in Charlotte, North Carolina on August 31st, if you happen to be there. Otherwise, just find me on the social media. We're, we're having fun. It's a great time. And then stay tuned for this fall to see me on the old CBS for this crazy, Ooh. it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see it. Um, and then, yeah, but other than that, just follow me, hang out. It's a, it's a fun time. I want you to be in Atlanta, hit me up. Well, and I want you to be on TikTok more. I know. Because I think you would really thrive on that app. And yeah, that's, I, was, I realize, an insane yeah. thing to tell a person. But I do believe that. I thank you. I do too. I was, a, I was a YouTuber back in the day. They're all still up. I was a very avid YouTuber for a while. So I need to kind of- <gasps> That's right, you were. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In high school and college, a lot. And after college for a little bit. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so I want to be on TikTok more. That's the goal. And we're just, um, we're out here- you know, doing our best. Having I mean, fun. It, it is also exhausting though, like the amount of content that needs to be produced though, I like know. where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're like, you mean to tell me I'm supposed to like fucking do a show and I'm supposed to write tweets and yeah. I'm supposed to do videos on TikTok and I'm supposed to also be like writing fucking like pulling writing packets together and like, totally. you know, spec scripts and you're like- Getting your pilot ready. This is pure hell. I know. And, but that, the reminder of all that, it's like, oh, uh, hello, knock, knock, ding dong. It's supposed to be fun. Like, that's what I need to keep reminding me. It's like, this is fun. And it's and like, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It, and you know what? It is fun. I, it just would be so nice. And this is, I don't care how this makes me sound. It would just be so nice. If even a little bit, 
someone kicked in a little bit of money. I know. Just a little bit of money. I know. I've talked about this with Trana Winter on the show. She and I are not people that even need a whole lot of money to be happy. So we'll, right. we'll take that. Yeah. We'll work for that. Yeah, totally. Whatever that amount is. Mm-hmm. So you are at Powell Mansfield across all socials. Yep. And then I do have a podcast coming <gasps> soon. Yeah. Stop. Really? Can you, mm-hmm. can you tease what its subject matter is? Um, well, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't, it's going to be just, it's going to be a great gay time. That's Am I allowed on it? Yeah, of course. Thank God. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. Everybody's, no, I was going to say everybody's loud on it. No, but not everybody's loud on it. But yes, you definitely are. I'm special and I qualify. Yeah. Well, cutie patootie, I can't even begin to tell you. It was a delight talking to you. Yeah, thank I you feel for like, having me. I think this has been a long time in the making also. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, totally. I know. And I'm so glad we did this. We need to get you back also in the fall when mm-hmm. people yeah. can really be privy to the cuckoo bananas time that you got up to in the spring uh-huh unhinged uh, truly the voice memos powell and i were exchanging wow yeah yeah yeah. it's gonna be great it's, it's gonna, gonna be great too much but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be funny um powell a delight a vision a star thank you. i'll talk and to you soon you will you sure will bye babe bye bye, bye. thank you bye